Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 73. Labadee or Coco Cay? That's the question we're debating on this week's episode of the podcast, as I invite a few of my friends to discuss what we like about each destination. It's really a friendly debate about two absolutely beautiful corners of paradise that I invite you to decide which you like better. Here we go. This week, I wanted to tackle a topic that has been the topic of discussion among Royal Caribbean fans, well, forever. Labadee or Coco Cay? Royal Caribbean's two private islands are honestly beautiful destinations that offer a little of something for everyone. And you know what? Just like baseball fans debate if DiMaggio or Williams was better, we Royal Caribbean fans love to share which private island destination we think is better. So to join the debate this week, we have two very good friends of mine on the podcast. First... I think many of you already know him. Michael Poole of Georgia. You may recognize Michael's been on a couple earlier podcasts with me. Welcome back, Michael. Hi, Matt. Hi, podcast listeners. I appreciate you having me back on the podcast, and I look forward to this debate. Absolutely. It's going to be a good-spirited fun, even though yeah. I know going to win. And uh, also joining us, we have Sean Wallace, also of Georgia. Welcome to the podcast, Sean. Thanks, Matt. Hey, Michael. Thanks for Hello. having me on. Yeah, my pleasure. And you know what? I want to let's let's start things off by discussing Coco Cay. And Michael, you're the self-admitted Coco Cay fanboy. So, what do you like so much about Coco Cay? What really strikes you about this island? Well, to sum it up in one word, Matt, I would say paradise. Uh, it, it's an actual island. Um, so, I, I really appreciate the the tender ride over to the private island. You know, a lot of loyal to royal fans they they prefer to you know kind of dock at the destination such as Labadee, I actually enjoy the tender ride over. It's almost like a little excursion in itself. Um, but it's true paradise. You know, there's just beaches everywhere, total relaxation. There's a couple of activities, you know, if you like to do more adventurous things. Um, but I'm the type of guy, I just like to sit on the beach and relax all day. And I feel like Coco Cay offers that. Cool. All right. Good opening statement there. Uh, Mr. Wallace, what strikes you about Labadee and why do you like it so much? I like it so much because of the options that are available. You can have a beach day or you can, you know, be as adventurous as you, as you want to be. Yeah. And it's, it's a such a beautiful island. Yes, yeah. that's true. Now, one thing, Michael, you brought this up, so I'm, I feel like it's, it's fair game. <laughs> the tenders. <laughs> I got to tell you, dude, I don't love the tenders because you can – there's always – it seems like there's always an issue. You'll hear plenty of people who go on cruises and it seems like there's a fair amount that don't actually get to stop at Coco Cay because of bad weather, uh, whatever the case may be. You know, they just can't tender there. And then in and of itself, you know, the tenders take time. You know, it's it's kind of a hassle, so to speak. So um, why do you think the tenders – aren't an awful thing. Why do you actually like them, I guess? Well, I enjoy it. It's like a 7 to 10 minute ride over. Uh, I always sit on the top deck. Uh, the key is, you know, you typically dock around 8.30 in the morning. Don't go down at 8.30 when everyone goes down. You know, I always wait till 9, 9.30. There's no line. There's always a boat there. Get on the top deck and just enjoy the ride over. And I take pictures and, and sometimes video. It's just... I find it peaceful and it's almost like you're it's excitement. You're headed over to the island and it's just fun. I really enjoy it. Okay. Well, that's it's interesting. I mean, I, I guess you, you we have different opinions on on tendering <laughs> processes, but you're saying that it's worth the ride. That's essentially your argument. 
Absolutely. And the, and the pictures I've taken of the ship with water in the background and the island, that's worth it, the, the line in itself. True. And, of course, that is, that is true when you have the, the – the tenders do give you the best possible photos of the cruise ship because you get it without any dock or other ships blocking the way. So it's from a photography standpoint, 100% agree with you. And then, of course, the other good thing about Coco Cay, it's actually an island, unlike Labadee, which is a, which is a uh, peninsula. Yeah, I was I was gonna bring that up. Um, it, you know, when I think of paradise, I think island, and and <laughs> it's exactly why I like Coco Cay because it is a true island. You can actually walk all the way around to Barefoot Beach where there's no one over there, and it's just like nothing's ever been developed there. It's true paradise. All right, Sean, we're talking about Labadee. If I I was thinking of how what what I could possibly say to you that I don't like about it, and I think probably. <laughs> Its biggest issue, if you were to ask me, and this is really nitpicking, I think its beach is kind of rocky. Um, yeah. What's what's your take on that? I mean, am I am I overly sensitive? No, no, no. Adrenaline Beach, that that particular side is yeah, particularly rocky, and it, it it's it can become a little bit painful. But you know, if you if you make it over to Columbus Cove, it it uh, is very sandy and a great beach. And for Michael, there's a uh, there is a water uh, a tender that you can take over to uh, just just adjacent to uh, Nelly's Beach, so he can have the uh, tender ride. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> See, Michael. It's, we're all inclusive here at Lab. Exactly. I like that, Sean. Awesome, <laughs> Sean. What's your uh, what's your favorite activity on Labadee? Um, with my girls, we uh, my older daughter, we usually do the uh, roller coaster. Ooh, that's cool. I haven't done that yet. I'm, I'm thinking about doing that when we go on the Royal Caribbean blog. Group cruise coming up in March. Still time to book if you're interested. Um, but that really strikes me. I love I, – I think that's a really cool thing. It's not like roller coaster in the sense of like Space Mountain or something like that. It's more of a – it's like an alpine coaster. Is that the right word for it? Right, exactly. Cool. And you can – you and your daughter can fit in the same car? Ex- yep, yep. She just sits right in front of me and we just uh, have a blast. And then there's a handbrake, right, to control your speed? Right, correct, yeah, but uh, cool. that's, that, don't usually use that brake. <laughs> Just let it ride, baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice. Michael, what's your favorite activity on Coco Cay? My favorite activity is the barefoot beach. A lot of people, when they get to Coco Cay, they find their first beach chair and they sit down because there's beach chairs everywhere. But if you just take a 10 or 15 minute walk all the way to the right side, it's no one's over there. There's beach chairs there. Um, and, and that's my favorite place there. I go there every single time. Um, and I'm going again in you know, a couple weeks, and that's exactly where I'll go. Um, so I never kayak there, so I'm thinking about trying that uh, next month when I go. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, you forgot to mention, I, I was supposed to mention this earlier in the show. Michael, when's your next cruise? It's going to be 16 days on Enchantment of the Seas, and it'll be my 21st cruise. Wow. And Sean, you got a you got a cruise actually sooner than Michael, which shocks everybody. <laughs> exactly. In six days. Which ship are you going on? Uh, Vision of the Seas. Nice. I like it. I like yes. it. Cool. All right. So uh, we talked about the favorite activity on each island. How about favorite beach, Michael? Favorite beach at Coco Cay is going to yep. be it's going to be the Barefoot Beach. So I like being where there's no one around, and now there's not bar service over there. There's no restrooms over there, so keep that in mind if you're going to take the stroll over there. But I can justify that with no one around me. So cool, uh, Sean. Favorite beach on Labadee? I'd have to say Columbus Cove, but I would love to try Barefoot or Nelly's Beach. Ooh. 
Good one. I like that. Yeah. I mean, both beaches. I, I've been to both islands, and I think the, you know, there, there's. It's hard to go wrong at any of the beaches. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I mean, it's really even the worst one, so to speak, relatively speaking, is still a great experience. And the Michael, have you had a chance? I've done the 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 cabanas at Labadee. Have you had a chance to do the the cabanas at Coco Cay? I have not, but I go in there usually to take pictures and kind of just help myself in the afternoon when it's empty because I always stay to the last tender ride over. The oh, only, really? You wait for the last one? I do. I, I try to soak up every minute of Coco Cay. I love it that much. Um, you, are, you are a dangerous man. I can't do that. I can't I can't just have one left. I mean <laughs> – Literally, they're like throwing me off the island. So I get an opportunity to go in there because at some point there's no one left in there. Um I, I thought about doing it in a couple of weeks, but my only concern is you can't go get in the water um, Yeah, because it's all rocks there. It's more of just a view. So I'm trying to justify the cost, which is $200, where you can't go get in the water. You know, Labadee, f- free access uh, to your own beach. Exactly. I'm right in. <laughs> I opened myself up to that one. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> – that is – I mean that's the one uh, – it's cool. The good thing about the Coco Cay uh, – cabanas are that it gives you the opportunity to get seclusion you know, like you're separated from everybody else and that's kind of nice it's not like you know there's not random kids running in front of your your towel and you kind of just have a little more privacy you get a little more cover also you know those they give you a nice uh, break from the sun and the service is also amazing i mean they're both pricey and, and that's definitely something to consider i know michael you usually go maybe yourself or just with a friend and for two people i don't think either of them are really great values unless you're you become significantly more wealthy than we than we've known before. In which case, Michael, my best friend, I need you to come. We, we need to hang out more. <laughs> yes, exactly. Group cruise, right? Exactly, exactly. There you go. Exactly. Uh, but cool. All right, now here it is. We're gonna throw down the gloves. This is the, the the most contentious topic I can think of to debate the two islands, Coco Loco or Labadoozy. That's a no brainer. It's the Coco Loco. Um, it. it, it it's just like an island drink. Um, everyone has it. It's, uh, mo- most people have more than one. So it's it's the perfect drink while you're on the island. Matt, he's only saying that because he hasn't had a Labadoozy yet. Uh, <laughs> I, I've had a Labadoozy, um, and I'll have another one uh, next summer, but it's the Coco Loco. I mean, I, I like the Coco Loco. I like the uh, Labadoozy, rather, but... Honestly, they're the same exact drink from a ingredient standpoint. <laughs> <laughs> it's the point. It's 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 the name. Darn it, Labadoozies. The guy selling Labadoozies just ha- they sell it better. You know, the guy. The, I don't know. It's just the the way they do it on Labadoozie. It's just the guys walking around Labadoozie. La- they they make it a song. They they just make it onto. It's it's the part of the experience, really. But yeah, they're the same drink. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. All right, uh, Sean, if you, someone's going to Labadee for the first time, what's your recommendation to them? Um, I'd have to say just kind of take a look at the map and kind of find out what you're, what you're planning on doing for the day. If it's just going to be a beach day or if, if you're going to be more active, and that'll just kind of steer you to where you want to go. Michael, tips for first-timers? Uh, first-timers would be definitely go all the way to Barefoot Beach. Don't get stuck at where there's people everywhere. Um, the lunch buffet opens at noon. Try to get there early because you usually share Coco Cay with the Majesty, so there's going to be two ships. So go early to the buffet where there's still seating available um, and take your beach towel. Oh, that's on uh, Enchantment of the Seas, right, when you're sharing so, the ship? Yeah, so you usually – Yeah, I was there on, with Freedom, and we didn't share it with anybody. So that yeah. was kind of nice. 
But so if you're on double the people, so <laughs> yeah, double the people. So enchantment, majesty is almost always there. And uh, Sean, I had a question for you um, about the zip line. Have you ever done the zip line in Labadee? I have not done it yet, but I'm scared of heights a little bit. But if you want to go, we'll go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, guys, group cruise, we can kill two birds with one stone here. That's, that's, you know. That is true. <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot to do. And I, I think for first-timers, really, what you got to do, I agree with what Sean said. For both islands, look at the map. Don't just stop at the first beach. It's the worst thing you can do. Keep moving. Figure out what's best for you and what you're looking to do. Because there's, if you're just interested in sunbathing and not going in the water, which, I don't know, it's crazy talk. But if that's your thing and, and that's what you want to do. That's cool because there are places that might be better for that, like the area that Michael was talking about that's very rocky, but it's great for suntanning because, you know, you don't have anything in front of you. But, you know, if you're looking for that uh, beach for the kids that maybe is a little sandier, you know, you go out a little further and, and that can help, you know, with crowds and, and really just alleviate uh, a lot of the a lot of congestion and some of the uh, first time mistakes, certainly when you're going to either island. Um, you know, one thing, though, uh, Michael, you brought up the buffets. What do you guys uh, do? You guys like the buffets or do you go back to the ship to eat? I eat the buffet on the island because of the tender ride. That's, you know, 30, 40 minute process to and there back. So, yeah. I, you know, with Labadee, you have the option of hopping back on and hopping back off. But it, it's not my favorite, but it is what it is. Burgers, hot dogs, mac and cheese. Okay. Sean? Yeah, we usually just do the uh, buffet lunch because from Columbus Cove, it's, it's going to be a good hike back to the ship because the water taxi only goes the one way. Absolutely. And of course, you should be aware of where the nearest buffet is to you because sometimes they're, uh, you know, you don't have, you might, you don't want to overwalk to get to one. There's usually one closer to you. So make sure you take advantage of that. It's, uh, but you know what? Both islands are pretty darn impressive. I mean, what, again, what I like about Coco Cay is it's actually an island. It feels like an island. Whereas Labadee, I don't know, maybe it's because I know it's a peninsula, but it's, but it's more lush. That's what I like about it. You can't see from one end to the other end. It's more, you know, there's trees, there's the hammocks, there's there's a lot of activities. And I got to tell you, the dock, Michael, the dock makes a big difference. I really wish Royal Caribbean <laughs> would build a dock at, at Coco Cay because I think it makes a huge. I remember. Do you remember Sean going to Labadee before they had a dock? I do. Yeah, a long I, time yeah. ago. I do too, actually. <laughs> so it's you know it was it made a big difference when they put the dock in, which was part when the Oasis of the Seas was being built. They they had to add a dock because it wouldn't. I believe there was some issue with tendering with that ship and and it made it was like oh my gosh this is like night and day difference it makes it so much easier now to get back and forth and i i really do enjoy it i think it's a to me that's really the biggest hang-up if there really is one between the two islands it's just the tendering process versus docking in labadee but it's hard to go wrong with either i mean let me tell you something if someone took you told me or sean hey we got to go to uh we got to go to cook tomorrow it's your only choice it's that or don't go on a cruise I mean, Sean, we're going on the cruise, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you there. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for uh, for everything. And, of course, we're going to start with you, Sean, because we haven't had you on the podcast. And as many of you know, we like to get to know our guests a little bit better and ask them a couple quick questions. To So, Sean, first thing that comes to your mind, you shoot back. You ready? All righty, yeah. Favorite restaurant on a Royal Caribbean ship? Oh, it's got to be Chops, of course. Ooh. If, if I was keeping track of this, I don't. But if I was keeping track of score of what people have been saying, I'm pretty sure that's like number one with a bullet and like everything else is just like way behind. Uh, preferred drink while on a roller Caribbean cruise? Uh, Lava doozy. Uh, good choice. That, that, that's a man who knows his his his, uh, his uh, counsel. Nice. Favorite port of call to visit? Um, I'm going to have to actually say either, uh, I'd say Labadee and then, uh, yeah, Labadee. 
<laughs> there you go, sell it. Bring it home. And lastly, favorite song on the radio or iPod today? Uh, Jimmy Buffett, uh, Pirate Looks at 40. Ooh, that's a great song. Love that one. And Michael, we've asked you all those questions, but what's your favorite song on the radio or iPod today? I'm going to go with Taylor Swift, Shake It Off. She went to my high school, so I'm going to support her. Shake, shake, shake it off. Shake it off. <laughs> you, know what they, you know what they say about Coco K, Michael. Haters going to hate, 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 hate. But... Yes, they're always going to hate. I'm going to enjoy my tender ride over. There you go. Michael, you, you own that tender ride. I'm giving you that. And I've never seen a more spirited defense of a tender ride. So I, I really I am, I am truly impressed by your, uh, your, your debate skills here. I need to be the PR person for the Tinder ride over to Coco <laughs> It's an excursion in itself. Too bad he can't stand at the front of the, of the bow of the ship on, on the Tender ride over. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, guys, thank you guys so much for joining me. And I think this was a fun and spirited debate, even though Sean and I know who won. But nonetheless, exactly. we give uh, I salute to both of you on a job well done. And like I said, it's hard to go wrong with either destination. So thank you guys. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Always a good time to have friends on the podcast to debate such an important topic like which island is better. You know, I have I think many of you know I'm a big fan of Labadee, but honestly, like I said in the podcast, if someone said, Matt, you can go to Coco K today, where are you down? I'm like, heck yeah. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's like picking between cuts of steak, right? At the end of the day, they're both steak. They both taste really, really good cool well, let's get things started with our emails one of my favorite parts of the whole podcast always to share a little bit of the show with each and every one of you and we're gonna start things off with our good friend christopher percy who writes hey matt great podcast in episode 70 about new york city i could have used this two weeks ago when we had an overnight stay on the celebrity eclipse on our transatlantic cruise that ended up in miami florida i agree with you on the manhattan location we were docked there and it was great to visit the new york city sites we used the mta subway and got around town very easily we went on the 9-11 museum tour, very moving, and our guide did a terrific job. Very informative, and while also being very respectful on the site. In addition, a deli for lunch was not to be missed, and we enjoyed it immensely. The aircraft carrier Intrepid is docked right next to where the cruise shops dock in Manhattan, and is also a must-see. Using our ship as a hotel while doing overnight stay was very nice as well. We could spend as much time as necessary to do the tourist things, and then return to the ship for dinner and a great sleep, too. Then the second day, venture out again and enjoy the city, then sail away later in the day. Great points all around. And, you know, that's pretty cool, though, that Celebrity Docks in on Manhattan for those overnight stays. Because usually, as, as many of you know, Royal Caribbean does all its docking in for its departure ships, at least, over in New Jersey in Bayonne at Cape Liberty. So it's a bit of a hike. But I think you brought up some very good points, actually. Using the subway is actually very easy and very affordable. I recommend it. You don't need to use taxis. I mean, you can. It's just a lot of extra money. Use the subway or even the buses. There, You get a metro card. They're available almost everywhere in all the stations. Very easy to use. And I think it's the best way to see Manhattan. And the other thing is about the food. Uh, the deli, dude, I forgot about the deli. You got to check out. There's lots of great New York delis that are out there. So get yourself some bagels. Dude, you got to get bagels. You got to get some New York pickles. I know. Trust me on this. Pickles. Bagels. Get yourself a good maybe Reuben sandwich or a pastrami. Oh, so I could go for one right now. And and then that's and then you get you know get the the slice of pizza. Get a knish. Get a hot dog out of one of those carts. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot to eat. I'm telling you, you got to go to New York City very very hungry because you're gonna fill up very very quickly. 
Good stuff. Thank you, Christopher. Always appreciate hearing from you. Next, we have an email from Thorsten from Germany. And Thorsten writes, Greetings from Germany. Although Germans are a minority in Royal Caribbean ships, we also enjoy the ships as well. I'm new to the podcast. My wife, Julie, and I cruise with Royal Caribbean a couple times. We started on Explorer the Seas out of New York, the Transatlantic on Liberty of the Seas, and spent two weeks on the Wastes of the Seas earlier this year. We're always enjoying our cruises. I think Royal Caribbean is doing a great job in delivering the wow. Thank you for the podcast. I've been listening to it more regularly now that I found it. They're such a big help and source of information. We're looking forward to our next b- cruise late May on Radiance of the Seas to Alaska, which is actually a cruise tour. Never been to this area, which makes it more exciting. This brings me to my questions. Do you have any recommendations? What is a must do on our Alaska cruise? Is there enough to explore on our own in the ports or should we consider booking excursions to Royal Caribbean? All right. So good questions right there. Let's get into it. To get the answer to these questions, I actually went to Stephanie Miller from MEI Travel, who's an expert on Alaska cruises, and Stephanie gave me the rundown. So here's the thing. Going port by port here, Skagway is a small town, one street. You can walk at the town in about 90 minutes. She took a catamaran to Haines, which is where they saw a whale, and did a 4 by 4 tour up a mountain. It was a lot of fun, and it was fun to see Haines because it was a real Alaska town, not a tourist trap. Now, Juneau is a bigger city. In there, she went in a bus to a glacier, did some hiking trails, which was perfect. Saw some mountain goats, bald eagles, and Juno has a tram right into the city that they did not go on. They have Fantasca Alaska King Crab here, but it did cost a lot of money, as you might imagine. Now, in Ketchikan, they did Lumberjack Show and others, but halibut fishing uh, was also something a lot of other people did. So the show was good fun. Fishing was fantastic. She actually used a private guy for fishing, not through the cruise line. And if you need, we can get that recommendation for who that person is. And, you know, one of the questions, of course, was, you know, should they do something on their own or is a Royal Caribbean excursion the way to go? And for Stephanie, she says that she likes to plan before she gets to the port. So you can find people in Juneau when you walk up the ship. There are buses at the glacier, etc. But her concern really was the amount of time you had in port. She did not want to go to the town to get the ticket for a bus when the cruise picked us up at the port. So if you want to go see the towns and shop, you can totally do it on your own. Excursions are not a must. The excursions are, frankly, through Royal Caribbean expensive. She did some of the cheap ones for the most part, but some people have spent over $500 to like do the helicopters to the glaciers. So, of course, it's amazing, but that's a lot of money, obviously. And the other thing you should know about those helicopter tours is rain and fog are very likely in Alaska. So quite often, that actually cancels those excursions. And really, the best day by far from the ship is the fjord. There you really will see Alaska. And regarding whale watching also, she mentioned she did not pay for whale watching because she saw tons of whales from actually the balcony of her stateroom. So, you know, you get to see a lot of different things and there's lots of great animals. So it sounds like it's something you might want to be doing on your own and pre-planning because, again, those excursions that Royal Caribbean offers will be on the pricier side compared to maybe, say, the Caribbean. So some good stuff. Stephanie, thank you very much for the information. Always a help that we can get some good expert advice here. And hopefully that will help Thorsten in uh, his trek there. Cool. Well, of course, we want to hear from you as well. If you have an email you want to share with us, you can email us matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com. That's M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com. Love that. And, of course, if you can leave us a nice, friendly review on iTunes, we would appreciate that. helps other people discover the podcast. It makes it all better for everybody. Again, all the reviews that we read, we're going to read on here because thank you, people, for taking the couple minutes to write this very nice word. So, until next time, I'm Matt Hochberg, and we'll talk again soon.